millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, listeners. This is Pat the Talking Bearskin Rogue from Flame On, right here on the Nerdy Show Network. If you're looking for some sweet, nerdy queer in your ear, then head over to nerdyshow.com slash flame on and check us out. We cover everything from TV to movies, comics to drag queens, and so much more. For a gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, get ready to flame on. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 137. Is it? I don't know. It's been so long since we've done a proper recording. Yes, it's one episode oh, 137. Right, it's after Con Mall! Yeah. Oh, that sounds exciting. Yeah, I'm finally over Con Flu. <laughs> what is exciting is a whole new season of anime to talk about. Woo! Yeah! Is that exciting? <laughs> ah! <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell if that's exciting. It is exciting because we have more Sword Art Online! <laughs> Boom! Woo! Did anybody watch that? Uh, no, no, but it's in my queue. It's in my queue. I want to try it. Yeah. But uh, no, I have made no. no attempts thus far. But we Sword have Sword Art to talk Online about. with guns! <laughs> so I'm not at the gun arc yet. I've gotten just past the first arc, so... I still got a little catching up to do in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are we supposed to explain all these things that we've watched? Just nobody knows who we are. I am the stupid, awesome analyst, John Star. With me is the Hard Man with Hard Pains, Andrew. Hi. And we also have our King Baby Duck, Evan. Hey. And Elite Four, Derek. Hi. Hi. It feels Hi. like it's been so long since we've properly done this that like I forget how to do this. Yeah. I mean, the last time we did it, we were all in person at Anime Boston doing the uh, two-parter. Mine on, the first part on my show, and then the second part on your show. I'm finally able to trickle out all those podcast interviews now that I'm finished with my PAX East coverage, which, children, never do back-to-back coverages of conventions because, oh my god, it takes out so much of your energy. You don't say. Evan, you must yeah, be dead. like it... <laughs> Yeah, the uh, jealousy I used to feel for my PR friends that go from con to con to con has now turned to pity. Yeah, right? Yeah. I remember back in the day when we used to think we could do that. Yeah, let's do this every weekend. I wish this was my job. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Every other weekend, maybe, but not every weekend. Yep. Otherwise... Okay. So... Before we get into what we're watching this new season, which is what we're going to be focusing on this episode, uh, do we have some news to talk about? 
Should we ring news bell? Yeah. You can't just leave news bell chime over the side like that. It's true. Well, I mean, I hadn't had to have to pull uh, pull her out since like we the past. I don't know how long. Whistlecoon's waiting for her. Yeah, Whistlecoon is waiting for her. <laughs> that was horrible. Sorry, that first I one was to, bad to, news. I had to balance it on my knee because I'm holding my computer in my other hand, so it was really tricky. I know you got like this really complicated setup uh, that's just—it's hard to watch. I'm I gotta be now honest. Is like the Gishnu of technology. All right, see you later. <laughs> Back in your corner. <laughs> so, what do we have for news this episode? Well. Um, even though we're talking about new anime this season, uh, for this episode, there is a show, of course, that we all love to death this past winter, which was Laid Back Camp, and apparently it has affected fans in a most positive manner, as the number of campsite users in Japan have tripled since Laid Back Camp has aired over in Japan. Man, J- Japanese people like anime. <laughs> it, it's true. It can shape the form of their culture. The I, I just found out that uh, Laid Back Camp's manga is now being released here, so I'm kind of yeah, excited. First volume is going to be in my house tomorrow. <laughs> really? Yeah. I would still really like to do a winter camping trip to see if we can survive based on the yes. uh, experience of... I... But we live in New England, which will kill us in the first few hours. So let's wait till summer. Well, I mean, no, we let, just do let's it. just do it in April yeah. because it snows in April. <laughs> I was literally about to make the same exact joke. I was like, we can just go now. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, but that's Derek's job. Do not take Derek's job. He won't be able to be on our podcast anymore. <laughs> I say things sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, uh... I mean, that's pretty cool. It, what was the last example that we had of this? Like, the only thing that I can relate to this is back when, at, in the first Avengers movie, all at the end of the movie, they all went for shawarma, and then, like, shawarma sales in New York went up, like, a thousand percent. I wonder if uh, figure skating attendance has been up since Yuri on Ice. Oh, yeah. I would, I would be, yeah, most definitely. I mean, if you looked at the Olympics that just happened, there was, like, four, five... Actually, like, six references to Yuri on Ice at the Olympics. They were born... And I saw this really sick Kamehameha the other day that decimated a car. (laughs) (laughs) But what I find amazing is that, like, these people, you know, most anime fans who find themselves uh, kind of, you know, inclusive or introverted, which I could totally relate to, are now outgoing about doing camping, and they are loving it. So it's probably going to be really good for the health of people in Japan if they do more outdoorsy stuff like this. And, and a show like Laid Back Camp is helping to promote such a thing. Yeah. And I like how it's helped trying to promote it in a safe way where it's mentioning how prepared you have to be, all the things that you need to look out for, how it's important to stay in numbers. Like if there's a show that's going to be telling people to do this, it seems like they're doing it the right way. Yeah, Hopefully but people do it safely. Don't forget, there's also a character on the show that promotes that it's awesome to go winter camping and get hammered. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, that's just, it, you need a chaperone, so you just got to bring someone along. And they all take care of her, too. They're like, hey, we, we realize that she, she needs a blanket right now. <laughs> um, Let's turn her into a caterpillar. Secret society blanket. I know. <laughs> that's so ad- adorable. That was my favorite joke in the entire series. And yes. I can't. I can't tell you 
how much I'm looking forward to not joining those otaku camping because I still hate camping. <laughs> I love I love laid back camp, but camping you are just the worst. <laughs> Sounds like someone had a bad experience as a child. It's true. Oh, Would you like to tell me about it? It's true. Oh, we have the absolute worst camping experience stories that we could share. Yeah, but that's for, like, therapy, not, <laughs> not, not an anime podcast. <laughs> Did you happen to stay in a place called Crystal Lake? I wish. That would be so much better. That would have been so much better than our camping stories. Because maybe Jason would have killed our uncle. <laughs> oh. Oh. Changing topics, because I'm going to start making bad jokes. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay, uh, Derek has got some My Hero Academia related news that he wants to tell. Okay. Uh, have you guys seen the collaboration video um, putting them up against the Avengers Infinity War promotions? Y- yes, I did see that. Yeah. Is that a Japanese thing? Yeah, it's the J- the Japanese uh, poster designs. They crossed it over so that My Hero Academia and the Avengers Infinity War posters looked exactly exactly the same. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Japan gets all the good stuff. Yeah. Well, like I said, <coughs> Japan is a culture that appreciates art. Uh, mm-hmm. America is a culture that art is only important if it's corporate. I I've uh, no, I can't argue with that. <laughs> Okay, we even look at Andy Warhol's famous stuff. What's his most famous picture? A uh, picture of Campbell's soup. Yeah, and he didn't even make it. And, that or Marilyn and, Monroe. Andy, Andy Warhol was, uh, made other people do the artwork, and he ran a printing press. So he didn't even... He, and, and then he took credit for it. Yeah, that's actually... Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary for Exit Through the Gift Shop. Oh, I really want to. It is an awesome documentary. You know, it you know it paints you know Shepard Fairey and Banksy as like or people who actually do original art. But then when the guy who's creating the documentary uh, starts to do his own sort of art, he does exactly what Andy Warhol did and have other people cr- create the art. Yeah, and then he takes the credit for it. Yep. Hmm. Oh, also, did you guys know that? Okay, sorry to bring up this series again, but Super. The anime was made before the manga? Yes. Okay. So there's, I think we've talked about this before on the show, but did you know that the anime production company gets a basic, they just get a basic idea and a breakdown and an outline of the show and the manga creators get that same basic idea, outline and, and basically structure of it. And they both do their own individual things. So, yeah. So, the, so, so you get like alternate tellings. Yeah. So it's basically. So basically, they don't. There's no script. There's no nothing. It's just a series of events that have to happen, and and both are two separately running different working machines. Like they're not this, connected at all. Oh, basically, what you say in the uh, Phantom World uh, uh, video: this goes into here, and this happens there. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was really fascinating. So Dragon Ball Super is, the anime is basically, you know, to a point where it's complete in the manga. They haven't even completed like a certain fight yet that ended like forever ago in the anime. Yeah. The, uh, the whole tournament of power thing that's been going for what, like 60 episodes. I don't know. Mm -hmm. They're just getting into it now with the manga. And apparently they're making Roshi one of the big early stars of it, which is... I mean, he had a nice little showcasing, but he's actually getting intense fights. It's now, is crazy. it Roshi or is it Jackie Chan? Uh, it's Roshi. <laughs> 
And it's Roshi who has gotten rid of his weakness. He is no longer affected by girls anymore. What, do you have a vasectomy or something? Yeah. <laughs> more, that would, that would make it worse. <laughs> worse the tur- or better? The turtle went back into shell. <laughs> turtle hermit. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Go on. <laughs> All right, so, so any other news, guys? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Studio Ghibli is a little bit lighter. Oh, yeah. It's very sad because... Um, One of the co-founders. Yeah. Yes, Isao Takahata, the director of Grave of the Fireflies, and only yesterday sadly passed away. He did. And it's upsetting because besides Hayao Miyazaki, who gets all the praise for Ghibli... He's probably made the best films outside of Hayao Miyazaki. Mm. Well, he certainly went out the way that he conducted his career, which is making people sad. And quiet. (laughs) Like, he he went out quietly, and he went out sadly. Is that a thing? (laughs) I guess so. Yeah, he went out sadly and quietly. (laughs) You've heard the stories about how people who were working on Grave of the Fireflies had to switch over to work on My Neighbor Totoro because they were getting so depressed working on that movie. They they didn't switch over, they just went to visit, like, and see what people were working on. So it was basically like their therapy puppy, where they were like, oh man... This this movie's really sad, and I I still haven't seen Grave of the Fireflies. I'm so ashamed. Um, uh, when you do, just prepare a corner that you're gonna want to stare at for about three, four, five weeks after the fact. Weeks, man! It only took me four days to get over Devil Man. <laughs> yeah, Devil Man pales in comparison to what Grave of the Fireflies did to me. I don't believe you. It took you even longer to get over uh, the end of Evangelion. No, the Ava- end of Evangelion was only a day. Mm. I was depressed for a day for the end of Evangelion. Uh, Devilman was four days, and uh, there was an anime that ended weird and took me a very long time. I think there's a lot of anime that just upset me in general because they do something that I really hate. So, yeah, I don't know. Was certain <laughs> certain animes depress me for a little bit. Right. Well, speaking of Devilman, um, I I don't think I have it in my notes here, but I did send over to you that they are going to be working on a new project that's going to be surrounded by uh, Devilman Crybaby, and my fingers are crossed that it is going to be Violence Jack. Oh, yeah, that's right. Actually, you know what? You're not the only one, because there were a couple of people online who were... Talking about this big announcement from the Devilman Crybaby people, and every I would say that ninety percent of the comments were saying, "Oh, I hope it's Violence Jack." I can't believe there's so many people coming yeah. out of woodworks who know what Violence Jack is. For a long time, it was literally only me and Jonathan who were talking about Violence Jack. And we and, is this the part where you're going to be like, "Thank, you're welcome, people." <laughs> Not really. We learned about it from Kent Ward of Propeller Anime, who is. Uh, at you know, uh, in Florida, did we learn it? From yeah, he told us about. It. He gave us a list of all the stuff that we needed to to watch, and a Violence Jack was in that list from that really little. I wouldn't even call it a con, but it was a con. But it was it was literally six rooms in the wing of a motel in uh, in Florida hotel. It was a hotel, but it was. Was it a hotel? Yeah, yeah, because it, it had multiple stories, so it was a hotel. Okay. Um, but, uh, and it was indoors. 
but yeah, was it really at that? It was at Florida Anime Experience. Yeah, we gave him Mad Bull. He gave us Violence Jack. Okay, awesome. We we did a trade. We did a manime trade. Yeah, and so we we weren't we weren't the ones who kind of you know quote unquote discovered Violence Jack, but um, he was our gonna guy guy. So uh, <laughs> our gonna guy, our gonna guy, our go to gonna guy. Um, <laughs> our- our go to go to guy guy yeah our our go to guy go to no no guy okay um that's where we picked up devil man and i do you know a guy (laughs) i know a go to guy (laughs) (coughs) oh man um but anyway so uh it's not like we were the ones who quote-unquote discovered violence jack or anything and started promoting it but we were Basically on the scene with our panel, kind of being like, guys, stuff like this exists. But everybody else apparently also knew about it, but they're not talking about it as much as we are apparently on our <laughs> on our channel. Now, if it is a new violence check, will that mean that there will be that one uncensored vagina like in the original OVA? <laughs> just yeah. the one. Just the one. Just the one! <laughs> um, I only That's all you're permitted. Because <laughs> violence jack had less of a story than than Devilman did. So, because Violence Jack did have a very, very loose story, but I don't know... If, if they made an anime about Violence Jack and a new one, it would be very different than the three-episode OVA that came out. That would be... Yeah, for, for starters, it would be... It would make sense, maybe? Yeah! I think the only one that really ever made sense was was the second episode with like with the the supermodels who lived underground. Oh, the uh, <laughs> Evil City. Evil City's the best. Evil City. Evil City is the best episode of Violence Jack easily. Yeah. yeah. That is just awesome cuz uh well cuz you have uh, cuz they 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 released them out of order. The first episode of Violence Jack that they released was the last episode. In, in sequence. Like, that was the last episode you should watch, but it was the first episode they made. The second episode was the first episode of Violence Jack, because that's where they discovered Violence Jack. Like, they found him. Mm-hmm. And then the last episode was the episode in the middle, because it was just a random adventure in the existence of Violence Jack. Depending on what they decide to do... I, we don't even know if it's Violence Jack that's coming out. I just would... I just love to take any opportunity possible to just talk about Violence Jack. <laughs> Because I also hate it when people uh, categorize it as hentai. It's not hentai, guys. Come no. on. It's not. It's but, perverted. But but, it's... but everybody's just like, oh my gosh, this is hentai. And it's like, no, stop promoting it as hentai. It's not. Hey, do, do, you want, do you want me to show you some examples of hentai? Yeah, here, here, here you go. Here's a big box of porn for you. Enjoy yourself. And don't give it back to us after you're done because, ew. <laughs> what were we talking about? Um, we were talking about a possible new follow-up to uh, Devilman, but yeah, and everybody Derek has some uh, cultural news. Yeah, I actually found an interesting article on Japan Times. Hi, Lucy. How you doing? Uh, have you guys heard about the emergency measures coming out of Japan, where they're compiling reports saying that they need to start taking down piracy websites, specifically for manga and anime? Oh, yes. they've, they've done that before, though. Yeah, so... Um, Mangamora, AniTube, and Mio Mio are all, like, named targets of this, and Mangamora is probably shut down already. All it right. was the 25th busiest website in Japan. 
So I, if, that, if that's just been shut down, that's big step in the right direction. I honestly feel kind of good about this. Yeah, me too. Especially because if, too. If, if it happens in the States as well, there are going to be so many anime fans that are just going to be freaking out, being like, how am I going to get my manga? Buy it. Buy it! Yes. Yeah, buy it. That's the like, best way to make sure you're going to get more manga, too. Support yeah. the artist. Yes. Although, I, because uh, my friend Tomo, who works at Vertical Comics, actually posted about this on his Facebook. And I made the po- I made the point of, like, the downside to them shutting down a big pirating website like this is that there's going to be probably two or three more pirating websites that are going to pop up in its place. Kind of like a Hydra effect. When one head's cut off, another two grows in its place. That's the only concern that I have. Yeah, there's already been, like, some copycat sites that I guess have already come out. And people are complaining, like, hey, you know, it's supposed to say in your law, no censorship shall be provided for this kind of thing. But at the same time, I guess, internet has, like, been actively blocking, like, child pornography and stuff like that. Which is good. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that so is a step in the right direction, I would say. There there are instances of it's good for sometimes someone to step in and say no. <laughs> mm-hmm. No internet. Don't be bad. <laughs> Don't be bad. Hey, and don't you bad I'm going to take away your cookies. <laughs> <laughs> don't that eat is... my cookies! Uh-oh! <laughs> that is an internet joke. Om nom 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 nom. I took megabyte out of cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that, I think that was more Arnold Schwarzenegger than Cookie Monster. <laughs> I took megabyte out of cookie. <laughs> you put the now. cookie down. Yeah, computer joke. <laughs> I remember one of the old internet like meme jokes was uh, Arnold's Pizza Place. If you say pineapple, I'll kill you. <laughs> but uh, back to uh, Japanese culture. Uh, the, the, this past week... Uh, the Japanese parliament passed a bill enforcing a new tax on travelers for when they leave the country. Starting j- January 7th, a fee of 1,000 yen will be added to tickets when people depart Japan via plane or ship. And I would just like to take this opportunity to say that whenever Andrew and I go back over to Japan, I guess we're going to say, but because they're not getting my $9.37. <laughs> That's a really strange thing to do. What uh, constitutes having to pay to leave the country? I don't know. It's like a bully shaking down a kid for lunch money. Oh, by the way, this tax right, is also called here, the kids. Sayonara tax. <laughs> yeah, but but that would be like a bully shaking down a kid for his lunch money as he's leaving school. Yeah. He's already spent that money. It's already gone. So why do you need more of it? <laughs> You know it's gone. You know you don't have it. Tourists are leaving. They spent all of their money in your country. On average, though, they usually keep at least a $10 bill in their back pocket. That's an <laughs> those, untapped market. <laughs> those Baka Gaijin will give them back all, all of our coins. <laughs> well, like I said, oh no, I spent all my money and, this, uh, and all this, all these dojins and figurines and I have no money left. Oh, I guess if I can't spend the 937 on the tax... I guess I'm staying put. What are you going to do now, Japan? Huh? <laughs> now they'll I'm going to populate up... your country. <laughs> they'll have you sweep up the airport for an hour and then let you board. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't be overpopulate because the population is decreasing over there. It would be, um, you know, 
maybe, stabilizing the population. Yeah, maybe that's what they're trying to do. It's like, okay, so we've had a thousand more deaths than we have births this year, which means that we need to tax a thousand people. Or if we tax foreigners from leaving, that means at least a thousand of them are going to make the active decision to stay so they don't have to pay nine dollars. <laughs> and Andrew and I will be the first two. <laughs> Apologies if I'm dragging Andrew into this without his say, but but then but then you have to consider that you need a file for citizenship, which I believe is more than nine dollars. Just guessing, just spitballing uh, that is more than nine dollars to become a citizen. Of Japan. I believe you're supposed to gather at least three of the Dragon Balls. Oh, you can't make a wish without seven. What's well, I know, I know, but but at least three is the minimum. For some reason, I don't know. Like I said, it's a Japan rule. <laughs> They made it up, man. We don't make the rules. We're just there to be weebs in their country. Yeah, exactly. We have to get at least three three Dragon Balls, and we have to get at least third place as a best horse in a race. (laughs) Oh, God. Stop talking about that. We're not at that part of the show yet. Yeah, we'll get there. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, are we at that part of the show? Uh, um, Before before we start talking about new anime... Uh, I want to talk about some new manga that I read from over the Anime Boston weekend. A manga that I bought at Anime Boston and just want to point out. Uh, yes. That I read uh, City, the first yes! volume of City. It's so good. Man. What did I tell you? What did I, I, I tell mean, you? I don't know if it's Nichijou good, but it's definitely good as as a fang. You know? and, right. uh, like, I, and I'm, I gave it four and a half stars out of five on my website. Like as as you just said, it's not at that Nichijou point, but it has potential of getting to that point. Yeah, uh, and I, I I just love the characters and the interactions and the the zaniness. It's it's just fun. And my favorite, um, but probably my favorite chapter is the one where just half of it is the manga writer and his uh, <laughs> editor just crying for half of it. Now, because they can't think of a story. Now, what I'm thinking is, if they animate it, it has oh, to it, be. It's, it's going to get animated. It no has question. to be animated to the level that Nichijou was. You can't, you can't skimp on it. Like Nichijou, you know, they they, they went all out for that, and, and oh if, yeah, and you can't not go all out for this for City as well. Well, considering just the amount of detail that Kyoto Animation has been doing as of late with Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, A Silent Voice, and Violet Everglade, you know that they, or Violet Evergarden, or whatever you want to call it, I feel like that they will put the exact same effort into that for City, if they are the ones who do it. Yeah. And, because uh, I, I'm, in, I'm in agreement when saying that, uh, probably with you guys, when I say that Nichijou is like one of the best animated anime series probably ever concocted yeah and then uh and then after after city uh i also bought mononoke sharing which was the new the new manga from uh cool 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 something i forget his yeah. name, i forget the author's name but it's the same guy who does miss kobayashi's dragon maid mm-hmm. uh and man is it way more adult like it's super adult <laughs> <laughs> um and 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 it was really strange the format that was laid out for it uh but as soon as you open it it's like it's like a bunch of sex jokes and really awkward yuri and uh 
just like this high school girl, like young high school girl living with adult monsters and they're like doing adult things around her, but treating her like she's an adult and like just it's weird. Like she walks in on the fox spirit, like having sex like all the time and there's like massive, mass amounts of nudity in it. It's so strange. It's such a departure from all his other works because it's so sexual. And man, does he like really big boobs and main characters with evil eyes. <laughs> it's super strange. Like, it's, I don't know. But do you recommend it? I thought it was good. I liked it. Just, you just have to realize that it's not, like, I mean, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid had nudity in it, but it wasn't grotesque nudity. This yeah. has semi-grotesque nudity in it. Uh, like, like Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, the first two volumes of the manga here in America are rated for all ages, and there's actually some nudity in those first two volumes. Yeah, and the, and these are rated older teen, which is, an older mm-hmm. teen to me is like 17 plus. So, like, older teen... Japan, 13. Yeah, Japan... Well, no, Japan, probably middle school. Well, in in Japan, maybe, but... uh, 13 is middle school. But, um... Yeah. You know, because here in the States, we have teen, and then older teen, and then mature. So it's all ages, teen, older teen, mature. And usually mature is 17 plus, so older teen's probably, like, 15 or 16 plus. Um... I just I was thrown off by the sex scenes. I thought it was really weird. Well, fifteen but, is the age of consent in Japan, but this isn't Japan. They're not selling it to Japan. These are they're selling it to. This is an American company rating oh. their manga. unless they made unless they made an error in judgment and just said, oh, it's older teen for for Japan. Then I guess it's older teen. Here. No, there's no way they would make that mistake. I don't think so either, but I'm just saying, it could happen. They could have just been like, ah, it's the, it's the guy. Who just, I think they just don't give a shit. The, the one with the, <laughs> no. like, yeah, it's the, one with the game dragons. It's, that one's yeah. fine. <laughs> Get on our level, America. Get kids on Japan's all, level. Kids are all watching the Jersey Shores these days anyways. <laughs> They've seen it. There was all those Snooky monsters. <laughs> there was so much smashing in there anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of shatanning, 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 shatannings. <laughs> but um but yeah, Mononoke Sharing was fun. It's not as good as Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, but I will probably keep buying it because it was entertaining to read. So yeah, that's it's a good recommendation, I think. Yeah, so that's so that's about it. Those those uh those were the two mangas that I picked up uh at Anime Boston and I and I've just made my way through them and yeah. It was, it was good. But now we can talk about new season anime. Woohoo! Yay! We got there quick. This season of anime, so far... I mean, we didn't get to do a preview episode because the season started when we were at Anime Boston. Mm. Um, so we didn't get to do a preview of what we were going to be watching. So instead, we're skipping right to what we have seen because pretty much the entire season has started. And we're probably watching what we're going to be watching. So here's what we've seen, and you're probably going to be expected to see a Wicked Anime's Recommended Titles article out soon after the release of this episode. Because we're already on episode twos of stuff during this recording, and by the time it's released, eh, there might be some episode threes, but it's mostly still going to be episode twos. So, um... I know one series that has an episode three already. Actually, four now. (laughs) Yeah. Which one's that? 
Uh, Umasume. Oh, yeah, that's right, because they released the first two episodes almost immediately. Should we just jump right into what our pick of uh, uh, best anime of the year is going to be? Look, we should give this show a lot more credit than we initially thought it was going to be. We were walking into this thinking it was going to just be a trash show about horse girls, <laughs> which it, it kind of is. It, 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 it is. It's wrong, it is. <laughs> It is, but, but... It's that special kind of trash. It's not only that special kind of trash, but if you never... If you didn't watch one of the most recent episodes of Anna Song Station, you see how in-depth this series really is. Like, every single horse girl in this show is based on a real racing horse. On yeah. top of that, their backstories are actually based on their said horses. Like, the story of uh, Special Week, the main girl... Her mother actually did die after childbirth and was raised by humans after the fact. Spoilers, by the way. Well, not really, because it's like mentioned the first, like, second episode, actually. So, fun fact, I started watching this and I did not realize that I wasn't clicking episode one. So I started watching, and then halfway through episode three, I'm like, wait, who's this person? So I went to go look at the description, I'm like, crap, I'm halfway through episode three and I haven't seen one or two. I still have a good grasp of where this is at, where it's going. It's not a hard concept to grasp. Yeah. I just want to say, like, when they introduced the character for the very first time, and her name was Special Week, that was when I knew this show was going to be something special. Yes. Like, no pun intended, but, like, (laughs) but seriously, the fact that the horse girls' names are named after racing horses, and they have names, like, Next Tuesday and stuff like that is just, like... Beyond yeah. me, and and so funny. Uh, can, can I can I just say too how happy I am that when a horse girl gets injured, they don't shoot her. I know. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I was thinking. I was just like, oh man, is there gonna be a glue factory joke here? <laughs> what See, do they make? Uh, what do they make glue out of? You got to think about like people name their pets different things. You know, you have dogs that have weird names and like names attributed to things and it's the core, uh, culture of horses to name them something. You know, like yeah. I, I don't I don't know what the convention for naming oh. horses is. A lot of times it'll actually follow the um the heritage of the horse okay. because bloodlines mean a lot with racing horses, so you'll notice like Special weeks, you know, sire could have been something like special month or something. And it, like, follows along that trend, and they'll kind of keep the same racing name, but then just change it ever so slightly. Okay. Yeah, but... my mom was a horse trainer, my dad was a racing official. Fun fact. So, this is huh. one of the series I wanted to try to get into. That's <laughs> incredible. Um, <laughs> but I didn't know that. But here's Are the we thing. going to be making a special trip to Suffolk down soon? <laughs> uh, yeah, if it's still running. <laughs> but here's the thing is you're looking at horse girls who are integrated into human society mm-hmm. and you have these really unconventional names where and also an unconventional job where typically people don't bet on other humans i've got a couple issues with the premise here but as i like list through them in my head i'm like but what does it matter? There are horse girls. That's literally my answer for every question I have. Like, why aren't there horse boys? Doesn't matter. There are horse girls. <laughs> why? Why are there? Why are only the racers horses and no one else is a horse? I don't know. There's horse girls. Yeah. <laughs> what, okay, so 
the thing that I was waiting to point out for the past two weeks, ever since I've watched this episode, is how that there is the correlation between uh, this and My Hero Academia and how epic they're trying to be. <laughs> Picture this. Picture the scene in My Hero Academia episode two where All Might is standing over Midoriya and saying, you too can become a hero. And you feel that grip in your chest saying, oh, he can become a hero. And then they try to do it in this show. You too can become the best horse girl in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) And you realize that the standards have gone down when it comes to heroes. (laughs) But all you have to do is practice being a really good idol singer because that's really important in being a horse girl. <laughs> yes! I, okay, I, I lost it. I was by myself watching the show and I just burst out laughing when the podium standings for the for the show was an idol like whoever comes in first place in the horse race after running their heart out and exhausting themselves now have to stand on the front of a stage and sing a pop song to everybody who and that's not all they're also high school students too yeah i mean look at the conditions if you look at the audience of the people who go to the kentucky derby at, like, they are not ready to wave glow sticks in the air and dance for horse girls at the front of a stage. I know. That is so <laughs> funny. Could you imagine okay. seeing the entire audience of, like, in that pop show of people dressed like they dressed to go into the Kentucky Derby? Just these high rollers looking like they're straight out of the 50s, r- waving their tickets around. And bully! Bully, I say! <laughs> I seriously think that, like, they were throwing darts at a wall, and, like, first one stuck and said, Japanese pop idol. Awesome. We'll include that. Next one. High school girls. Awesome. And then the next person threw a dart. It went into the next room and hit a photo of a secretariat. And they're like, all right, we're going to make this work. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yeah. Hey, man, the dart hit it. <laughs> but yeah, and it has worked. Like this has been like as as much as it sounds like we're making fun of the show, it's because we're having fun watching the oh show. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun to yeah, watch. It's, guys, the and it's so well animated. The complete yeah, it's PA works. The same people who did Shirobaka and um, yeah, Sakura Quest. Like this is a this is an anime company that doesn't half ass anything. They full horse it. Uh, oh, two words: carrot juice. <laughs> yeah, it's. The premise, the premise is so retarded, and it's taken itself so seriously that it's just unbelievably charming. Yeah, it, it's kind of it, it, maybe not to, to you two, but it's kind of like why I enjoy Keijo so much. Is that it, it's a sport about boobs and butts, but they treat it so seriously that it makes it more fun to watch. There's something different about this one. I I think it's the structure of the show. That's a little bit more obscure. I don't know. I, I, I was expecting obscurity when I saw Horse Girls. Duh, right? But when Keijo came along, I was hoping for a little bit of realism in the sport. Yeah, it's <laughs> girls hitting each other with their butts and boobs. But, no pun intended, but they... <laughs> But they're still humans going to an athletic school. I wasn't expecting superpowers. I was expecting somewhere along the lines of Food Wars where they could actually put something into realism. You can Mm. actually make the food in Food Wars even though it's so super ridiculous of the people uh, and their abilities. 
But Keijo, you can't make a real sport out of this because you can't do the things that the girls do. You can make a video game, though. You could make a video game, and I would buy that video game. I want the creators of Sandran Kagura to make a Keijo video game. Let's get on that. Yeah, get on that, dudes. Go. Do it. But back to Horse Girls. Back to Horse Girls. We and I would like to I would like to make the point that when I was at PAX East, Psy Games, the people who made this game, were there. But there was nothing related to Uma Musume there. It was all just Grand Blue Fantasy and some other game. And they're like, you missed the opportunity to promote Horse Girls. That's all people would talk about at PAX East if you had done that. They yeah. backed the wrong horse. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh, snap. Look, that gift horse in the mouth. Womp womp. Oh, hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Hey is for horses. Wilbur. Hi, <laughs> oh, Mr. Ed. I think horse. we've used up all of our random horse references at this point. <laughs> yeah, so Uma Musume is just a clear winner, and everybody should be watching it so that everybody can discuss it discuss it with us on this level of higher knowledge as, as we are living in it <laughs> right now. <laughs> Ascend to our level of horse girls. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to be playing the mobile game when it comes out over here, when I, it does. It, is it actually supposed to slated to come out over here? It's got to. It, it's it, it, Look, we've been playing a lot of the Danmachi video game, which, which has just came out on mobile. It's probably going to take at least a year for it to come out, but when it does, it's going to be really fun. Yeah, because we talked about this in our uh, waifu panel at Anime Boston, and my, my waifu's not weird, where we um, we discussed that this game, or this, this show, is based off of a mobile game. And we Which hasn't about, come out yet, by the way. It's still they're, they're still almost close to releasing it. Yeah, but we talked about this mobile game on Wicked Anime at least a year or two ago. Uh, there there is an episode floating out there somewhere where in the news section we talk about this this game because we watched the trailer for it, and I ha- I still have the trailer for the mobile game. I, actually, you know what? Because I have the trailer to the mobile game. Uh, on my computer, I can tell you exactly when I downloaded it. It was April of 2016. Huh? April, April 6, 2016 is when I is is the uh, original mobile game trailer for Uma Musume. Okay, with a concept as delicate as this, though, you really need to take your time to make sure you're not upsetting the true like mission statement of Uma Musume. <laughs> <laughs> Horse girl, go fast. Special week win. Watch out for last hill. <laughs> what, what else is coming out? All right. Um, can I can I actually um, do the next one because it is kind of related to Uma Musume because it's the same director, the same di- the guy. This guy uh, Kei Oikawa is doing two series in this season alone. One of them is Uma Musume. And the other one is this comedy show that I think everyone should be watching called Hina Matsuri. Okay. So Hina Matsuri is about this Yakuza member, Nita, who one day he's just resting in his apartment and all of a sudden this big giant metallic egg just appears from from like this portal and smacks him in the head. And inside this egg is this is this high school girl alien, whatever you want to call her, named Hina. And he finds himself taking care of her 
while trying to rise in the ranks of being your Yakuza. And it is just funny as hell. It's kind of like, the best way for me to describe it is if Gintama made fun of Elfin Lead. Hmm. Huh. So it's funny. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, it's like legit hilarious. I wasn't expecting that when I was reading the description to it. It's in my queue and I haven't watched it yet, but I, I was not expecting it to be a comedy. It, it, it is a comedy. It's very, like I said, it, it's very funny. It, it focuses more on... Uh, Hina trying to be more accustomed to the world or her new world around her while Nita is just dealing with her shit and he tries his best to deal with her shit because with her having psychic powers she could kill him whenever she felt like it if she ever felt like it rather women <laughs> <laughs> and but then other other like rivals come in uh, one of which is a um a blonde-haired girl named Anzu, and the two of them face off in a game of probably one of the funniest rounds of rock, paper, scissors I've ever seen done in anime. Probably on this, well, maybe on the same, almost on the same level as what you saw in Nichijou. Huh. It's one of those, like, look, one, two, three, look over there, and then one of them uses their psychic powers, and, like, their faces, like, the animation of their faces as they're being blown away by the psychic powers is just straight-up hilarious. That's how I play rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't everybody use psychic powers? That's how it works. And then the most recent episode, too, one of Hina's new friends winds up uh, becoming a bartender by accident. It, it It's one of those shows where you, it's kind of complicated to try to describe. You just really need to watch it and realize how funny of a show it really is. But uh, j- just wait till you get to a part where everybody, including the little high school girls, are chanting about going to a girly club. And just the faces on all the people in the streets of Japan just staring at in complete horror at this sight of all these cute high school girls and Yakuza members going, Girly club, girly club, girly club, girly club. It sounds like how uh, Americans look at weeaboos as they <laughs> as they ride the MBTA home from a trip to an anime store. It's true. <laughs> it is true. I saw aliens on the subway today. <laughs> but uh, listeners, give Hina Matsuri your watch. It's probably going to be... It, I'm not going to say it's going to be the most popular show of the season, but it's going to be the one that people are going to look at as the hidden gem of 2018. That's that sounds good enough for me. I'll mm-hmm. I'll uh, 
I'll give that a shot. My my favorite show this season so far that I'm watching, uh, I think, is Comic Girls. Yes. So, so the reason I really enjoy Comic Girls is not because it's a phenomenal anime or anything. It is, but it's it's a new... This is probably the show that I'm going to be writing my article about for, for Wicked Anime's pick of the season. Basically, it's a it's another industry show. So we have the we've had this influx of industry shows. We it started with Shirabako, and then we had uh, Your Number, which is the voice acting one, uh, and then we had New Game, which is the uh, video yep. game one, and now we have comic now books. we have comic books and manga ones. And this one's a little bit more unre- unrealistic compared to the other ones. Though. More so, than, more so than mm-hmm. New Game. Where oh yeah, New Game actually has some pretty decent accuracies. In I, it. I guess it does, but it was it focused less on the making video games and more was just about. It absolutely girls. did, but when you got into the things like making characters and creating games, taken yeah. from the guy who worked in the industry, that's yes that's too. But Comic Book Girls is really interesting because you have these four girls who all live in the same house doing train it's basically a, a dorm that allows them to do independent study on manga because they all want to be mangakas when they grow up and two of them already are popular mangakas and then the other two are the ones that are in training correct and um i don't know how they pay for it yeah it's weird i, I don't know but i just think it's hilarious with the rookie when she went to trial and be like oh you make such cute animals have you thought about doing porn? <laughs> um, and then, uh, but but it's really cool because I like it's it's cool watching a show about a topic that I am personally invested in, right? Mm. So the fact that I mean, and it was the same thing with Shirabako. Shirabako was about creating anime and animation, and I did that. Like I did everything in Shirabako, which was cool. Um, but this is cool too because. They're teaching you real facts about creating manga, the tools you need, and but it's mixed into this really cute story about adorable girls who all live in a dorm together and they might be lesbians, as as <laughs> like as all animes with starring cute okay, girls Su- are. Subasa, yes, <laughs> and best uh, girl by the way. Which, yes. What's it? But which coincidentally is voiced by Rie Takahashi, who always manages to play best girl in every single anime that she's cast. Really, I really don't enjoy her at all. She is literally my least favorite character in the show. Uh, but she draws the Koyomi, show in. The donut girl. Yeah. Uh, what? Koyomi. She's my favorite. No, yeah, yeah. I think she legit. I think she she is probably in running a best girl of the season. But I just like how Takahashi's uh, uh, portrayal of Tsubasa is. And if you can't tell, Rie Takahashi has quickly become one of my all-time favorite voice actresses. Maybe that's why I'm playing a little bit of favoritism. That's true. But Koyume is probably best girl of spring 2018. That's not a horse girl. Tsubasa might be best boy, actually. (laughs) Wait, and uh, I'm sorry, Rie Takahashi also played who? Uh, Rie Takahashi, she played Megumin. That's who I thought. Okay, no, I, yes. I just wanted to, I just wanted to make sure that I was thinking of the same person because oh yes, I, because I one hundred percent agree with you. She is a phenomenal voice actress, and I love her voice, and I love all the parts she plays. Mm-hmm. It's just that I think out of all the four girls, she's my least favorite character, not my least favorite voice. like voice or, or right, like, right, 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 right. Because the voice acting, was... the voice acting is phenomenal. The voice acting is fine. It's just like the character itself, I think, is really weak. 
Um, yeah, um, the main girl who played, or Kaus, uh, mm-hmm. she is, uh, she also has played another mangaka in the past, which was uh, Mio-chan from Nichijou. From Nichijou, which we were talking about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, what I like about her as a main character is she has background character or side or secondary or supporting character traits, but she's the main character. Yeah, she's yeah. not a main, she's like That's not built ca- like a... That's kind of what drives her character, too. Because yeah. She's yes, because she's introverted, which, you know, me personally, I can kind of relate to that, which makes her a great protagonist. Because yeah. you want someone that you can relate to when you watch a show. And for me, I feel like Kaos is the one that I relate to the most out of everybody on this show. Yeah. And, like, spoiler yeah. alert, I mean, they say this very, very, very early, but, I mean, so it might not be that much of a spoiler, but she's the high school girl who's told that she can't relate to the character of a high school girl, yeah. so that's how, like, hole-in-the-wall she is. It's not yeah. a spoiler, that's that's the opening line of the month. Yeah, of that yeah. Is, which is, which, by the way, that whole segment, that whole introduction was what, like, drew me into watching more of the show because of how funny that was. Yeah, but I am a high school girl, and then, uh, but... But it, it, it's really interesting as her character because she's afraid of everything and, you know, she has those... She has a bunch of tropes that you only see in, in supporting characters, you know, where they have, like, that nervous look on their face and everything upsets them. And it's just like, how do you make that a main character? Well, this is how you make it a main character. I do kind of like in the second episode the little back and forth she had with uh, Subasa where... Subasa was talking about people watching and how mm. to overcome her anxiety. And I don't know, that was a very interesting like way of opening up Subasa's character a little bit. And then you see what she was drawing. It's like, oh, what does she see in these people? And it's basically like summoned skull out of Yu-Gi-Oh! coming out of the paper <laughs> at you. <laughs> yeah, it's and it, I, I really enjoy it for what it is, which is a simple show about cute girls and you get to learn how to draw manga. Yeah. Oh, um, what I did want to mention was, since you said that it actually has, like, legitimate facts in there, I know little to nothing about manga, so it's great to hear you say that they're actually, you know, telling it the right way, because I've been finding that part interesting, especially when they talk about backgrounds and prints and stuff. Mm. Yeah, like screen printing and tape that holds down your paper to your desk and inking and betas and all these different things. Like, it's super interesting. I, I just love... It's it's what I like to do, and so I like watching things that are about what I like to do. Uh, I I yeah, it's totally cool. It's great. I I think it's cute. So that that'll probably be my my article. So I highly recommend that show. Uh, I watched yeah. one that was cool, uh, and one that I was not expecting to like so much, um, and I didn't even know that it was coming out this season. But there is a show that is coming out in honor of the 50th anniversary of Ippo no Joe, mm-hmm. and it's called Megalobox. It's a boxing anime that takes place in a post-apocalyptic era where it's kind of like uh, Elysium or Battle Angel Alita, where there's this really high-class society where everybody's taken care of, and then there's non-citizens who live in this trash desert wasteland. And uh, the story... So South Africa. Whoa, okay, sure. Um... <laughs> So there is uh, this guy who has a, doesn't have a name. Uh, he just goes by his boxing name, which is Junk Dog. And he is a low-class boxer 
who is caught up with this dude who makes him throw fights so that this dude can pay his debt back to the mafia. And so he's this pawn, uh, Junk Dog is this pawn in this guy's scheme, and he doesn't want to do it anymore. Uh, and so it, through like a whole bunch of different events, he ends up fighting the number one fighter in the world, and he gets the snot kicked out of him. And then uh, he gets put into the tournament to become better, beat up a whole bunch of low rank people so he can get up to the high rank people tournament and fight this number one boxer again as revenge. It's a really cool story. And it I'm kind gonna... of has like a Cinderella Man vibe to it, too, from what I'm hearing. It does. And so, like, I, I explained the first two episodes in it in its shortness, and I'm going to do a little bit of a spoiler because it was really cool, this moment. And it was expected, but it was still cool when it happened. He goes into the city, or, like, he has to get citizenship in order to go into the major tournament. So they forge papers with the mafia in order to do that, and they're like, oh, you got to come up with a name. What do you want your name to be? And he's like... I want to be Joe. Yeah. And I was like, yeah! <laughs> yeah. So, that show is pretty cool. Yeah, when you said that, I, I was like, oh, I saw that coming. Yeah, I saw it coming too. But the reason why I saw it coming was because he's driving, riding his motorbike through the city and it says, are you an average Joe on like one of a uh, mm-hmm. thing and it's shining in his in his goggles on his motorbike. And yeah, it's just, it, 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 you read the situation, but when it happens, it's still cool. So, so would you categorize this as a manime? Um, I guess so. It's more on the side of sport anime, mm-hmm. but it's a post-apocalyptic sport anime because all the boxers wear arm m- mechanics. Like they have these engineered arm things to make them more efficient at boxing and uh, so it's almost like they're wearing like robotic arms over their arms to. Hmm. So it, it's it's weird. I highly recommend it though. It's cool. It's really cool, and the boxing matches are cool. So, mega low box. All right. Uh, has anyone here gotten a chance to watch the combined total of seven minutes so far of <laughs> My Sweet Tyrant? Yes. I have it in my queue, and I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet either. It's. But- it's not bad. It's very cutesy. It's about two childhood friends who end up becoming boyfriend and girlfriend. One of them, the girl, is very, like, kind of ditzy and unaware and very, like, she basically adores and, like, worships her boyfriend. The boyfriend calls her a cow, asks her why she's talking so much, and insults her every chance he gets. <laughs> oh my gosh, what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But let, it's let... because he is so obsessed with her that he tries to hide his embarrassment about it, and whenever she leaves, he just starts gushing about her and then goes and stalks her and takes pictures of her. Because, <laughs> like, you can't take a picture with her because you can't, you know, capture the beauty of the angel, so you have to take it from afar. And you can't walk next to her because... You can't walk next to an angel. You'll explode. It's this <laughs> It's this very strange dynamic, and you can tell that she kind of knows exactly what's going on. She's like, oh, I love how he tries to hide when he's embarrassed, but, you know, it never works. Interesting. <laughs> and then he tries to fake his sickness every time he accidentally gets too close to her. Oh, Especially yeah. with the episode where he actually kisses her. Oh, my God, and she has the whole chart on the <laughs> calendar, like... Actually, his reactions are pretty good. He only disappeared for three days after, you know, we touched. And then it was like two weeks after we kissed before I saw him again. So I'm going to guess a month after we have sex, he's just going to just disappear for. 
And meanwhile, it's like, why are you talking so much? Your your face is fat. Your voice is ugly. Just go, go away. I don't want to look at you anymore. <laughs> and like I said, it's the episodes are like three, three and a half minutes long. So it's not something that's going to take a lot of time. It's a good chuckle. It's a good laugh. Time well wasted. Yes. Exactly. The, uh... The, the other show that I've that I've been uh, peeking into that's another short anime coming out this season is Love to Lie Angle. Oh, I, yeah, yes! I've been, watching that, I've been watching that one, too. And, like, that's another one of those shows that's just like, oh, look at this huge cast of girls, and they might be lesbians, and that's the premise of the show. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> the premise of the show is that it's a... It is a harem show, only instead of a male protagonist, it's a female protagonist. And she's falling for all the tropes of harem comedies. So is it actually supposed to be a gay show? A Yuri show? Yeah, yeah I th- Yuri. I, th- I think they're hinting at it, but they haven't got to that legit point. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's it, we're still What's in their penetration. <laughs> uh, we're still in that we're still in that era of anime where they like to pseudo Yuri things. Yeah, where they don't tell us if if it's Yuri or not, and. Usually it's, no, it's not Yuri, they're just friends. But we overplay it so hard so that people will write fan fiction. They're best We had that ten years ago, we just called it metrosexual. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Ryan Seacrest era. (laughs) Seacrest, out. Yeah, sure you are. (laughs) (laughs) But this actually kind of reminds me of when, um, with my Monica Real interview that just went up on the Boss of Astrogate page... Of her talking about Yuri Kumarashi because in Japanese culture they do they have this thing where they say oh it's okay if you have a girlfriend when you're in high school but once you become an adult you got to go with the boys so this is kind of like kind of pushing that towards that sort of mentality. Hey, uh, so how about that Fist of the Blue Sky? I haven't started watching it yet. Don't. I didn't mind it. I had, I had to stop watching it ten minutes into it, where it's like, the, it looks like I'm playing a really bad Project Steamlight video game. I'm watching a really bad video game happening. Nah, dude. Just poorly, poorly animated. Nah, dude, it's better than Berserk. It it's is. better than Berserk, but it's not as good as Kimono Friends. I can't believe I'm saying this. This show <laughs> makes Kimono Friends look like a Pixar movie. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, okay, so that's a lot to say because Kimono Friends was really bad. So I disagree. Yeah, I thought it was fine, and there were some very manly moments in the first episode. Okay, um, I don't like Kenshiro as much as I like some of the other characters in the show. Y- yeah, Kenshiro in this, which by the way, it, it's it's Kenshiro's like great grandfather or something like that. Right, but uh, his name's still Kenshiro. Um, I, I don't know. He hasn't convinced me that he's a good main character yet. Okay. In, I feel like that the manga that came out years ago played out way differently because I remember liking Kentro right away. Like within the first couple pages, I was like, yes, that is a manime character. Mm -hmm. But in the first episode of this, it wasn't that. I didn't get that same feeling. The side character is the one who has Nanto fighting techniques He's cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nanto all the way, man. Is his name Ray? And he's Ray's great grandfather? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't remember. I just know it's cool because he's protecting this little girl and he can't take care of her anymore because he's dying of something, I think. They haven't explained it fully yet. But then uh, 
he gives the way a, the a, the girl to an agency that will be able to take care of her, and then the mafia finds that agency, kills all them, is about to kill him. Then boom, he comes in and he yeah. saves her, like a man. Yeah, and then uh, and then and the first episode ends with uh, him and Kenshiro about to fight. Ooh, it was cool. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna keep watching it. As a matter of fact, I was curious as to whether or not I was gonna watch the second episode, but as I'm explaining this to you right now, Andrew, I'm gonna watch the second episode. <laughs> I'm still not gonna go back and watch it. Nope, sorry. I'm I'm fired up with testosterone now. <laughs> I gotta go punch something. And okay, so after after that, I know that that was your bad show, but I, the rest of the shows that I have to talk about are bad. So, oh yeah, because right. I. It's, I, I is one I, of them Magical Girl Ore? Yes. One of those Magical Okay, girls. really? Yes. All right. I did not enjoy it. Um, uh, d- did you? I really... That's This was the show I almost was going to write about until Hina Matsuri okay. uh, came into my radar. Because I thought it was a riot. Just, so here's the thing. It's not the worst. It's, it is funny, and I understand its points, but... I think that it should have been it because it's trying to hit the same comedy points that To Be Hero was, um, that Nabashin anime that came out two years ago. Mm-hmm. And Which the second season I think is coming out this fall. Yes, it is, and I'm looking forward to that. But the fact that it is a half hour show is way too much for its plate. I I didn't like the length of it because the jokes got so stale so quick, and. Uh, I did think that the familiar, like, you know how every magical girl has an animal familiar? Well, yep. the familiar in this, he's a Yakuza. And you know how, <laughs> and you know how every, um, every magical girl thing, like, um, at the end of every sentence from Magical Girl Raising Project, uh, Pwn, like he said, that little animal said Pwn at the end of every sentence. Yes. He says, damn it. So, <laughs> so, okay, so that's funny. I thought that was really funny. So that at the end really of every funny. sentence, he says, damn it. That is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I appreciate I, that. I, I also like when he's trying to give her a weapon and it's like, oh, here's a magic stick. Well, what to do? Oh, it's just a stick. Yeah. Just, 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 just beat him to death, and <laughs> it just cuts just this bloody, this beautiful magical girl wand, just covered and drenched in a hilarious amount of blood. And I just thought, that, granted, I've seen, I've seen a lot of out magical girl anime these past couple of years with like Magical Girl Raising Project and Madoka Magica, but the way it's presented here, it just made me laugh. Not to mention when the familiar goes, you, you could have just used a gun. <laughs> here i am laughing hysterically at all this stuff after like watching saying i didn't like it um i i think that it was just exhausting for me personally like it, it was almost in the same way that uh that how to raise a mummy was so cute it was exhausting this one is it's so ri- on the ridiculous side of comedy that it's exhausting i think that to be hero at seven minutes Last year... It was 11 minutes. Okay, yeah, fine. So at 11 minutes. minutes. That was fine. And I think that if Magical Go Ore was 11 minutes, then that would be better. Like, they spent way too much time on her love interest being the pop idol, and the fact that she is a wannabe idol and she's a terrible singer. There was way too much time spent on that. And it was just so tiresome. I did like how after her performance, there's just like zero people there watching it. And yeah, just the, the tumbleweeds falling and going that way. I, I I thought that was a good laugh. Yeah, I I don't know. 
uh, I, I did too, but the fact that they played... Okay, so here's here was my biggest issue with it. The fact that they played an entire song. Like, they sang an entire pop song. And then they show the um, male pop idol group on the TV that she is gushing over because the guy that she likes is in it. And then they play another entire pop song, which they didn't have to do. And I actually fast-forwarded through that part. Um, that's... Okay, I, can kind of under- I-, I can kind of understand that, but you know that when the girls sing the song, you know what that's supposed to be parodying, right? The song so... they're singing is actually a parody of the Cutie Honey thing. Okay, so... Fair enough, but they played an entire song. We got the joke when we had the good idol singer on one side, and then I switched over to her, and she was a bad idol singer. You could have done one verse. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So one of the shows that I haven't gotten around to watching yet, but I won't, I really want to watch, is Maho Shoujo Sight. Um, Another dark uh, I've heard horrible things about this show. Well, I've like I've I've, I've heard like people turning it off like after the first few minutes because of how disturbed they were. Oh well. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, like I, I don't care. Uh, like I heard, I've heard mixed reviews from it, and I hear that it's really nuts. But it's one that I saw. I was like, oh, another dark magical girl anime, whatever kind of a thing. But I'm gonna watch it anyway just to find out, you know, just to see how dark it goes and. Even though it's like, yeah, we get it. It's a dark, magical girl anime. I get it. You know, uh, and... Because when when you oversaturate the... Japan loves oversaturating a market. They love it. They love oversaturating markets. Here's... You, wait, you, you like this thing? Here's all of it! Yeah, we're going to make a well, thousand well, 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 different keep, versions of the same Keep in mind that we're kind of doing this thing, the same thing here in America when it comes to superhero shows. Oh, you like... You like the Avengers? Well, here's the Justice League, and here's Arrow, and here's Jessica Jones, and here's Daredevil, and here's the Punisher. What do you here's want? Here's every fucking superhero ever having your own goddamn TV series. You go to the movies? We'll put movies out. Do you watch Netflix? We got Netflix shows. Internet? <coughs> yeah, we'll put some internet material up. What do you want? Just watch us, please. Yeah. Uh. So. So like, I'm not. I'm not super super interested in uh in it i just want to see what happens uh and i've seen like bits and pieces of clips from it and it has it does the same thing that uh or not not the same thing but close to the same thing that kakeguri did where they have a bunch of really weird and awkward facial expressions that's what they're doing in this show as well oh really yeah i'm in yeah, so it's, there's been nothing that has turned me off from this anime so far. I gotta watch it. Yeah, so I'm I'm so I'm planning on checking it out, but I've only seen reviews and bits and pieces of it. Where can you watch it? You can't. You have to download it. As really? Well. Like nobody has it yet. I don't think. No, no. Amazon Prime has it. Oh, Amazon Prime has. Let's it. go there. Well, we yeah what's, we have Amazon Prime, so that's fine. Yeah, what's the name again? Magical Girl Sight. Magical Girl Sight. Sight. Okay. And by the way. um... YouTube personality Kizuna Ai actually plays a role in this show, too. Oh. I don't know what she plays, but she's apparently in this show. Really? Who more likely is a he, but let's just go with the fact that, that Kizuna Ai, she <laughs> is on the show. How about uh, Space Battleship Tiramisu? You see, I've been really liking Space Battleship Tiramisu because it kind of has this Cromartie High vibe to it. Uh, I, I think it's trying too hard. I I I didn't know I didn't 
I couldn't. I don't. I don't know. It's just, it just, did just just him losing his mind while he's like, like like he while he's in the ship and he's losing his mind because he forgot to put his shirt on the right way, <laughs> which results in him just stripping off everything he's wearing and just killing all the aliens completely naked. Yeah, I just I, thought that was funny. I, I don't know. Like it was it's just like okay. And then the dog. Come on, the dog just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger I, as the scenes progress. I didn't watch episode two. Oh, you gotta watch episode two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll watch episode two. Watch episode two because the dog part is really, <laughs> it's really well done. Okay, I will say I'll give a recommendation for this for those who haven't played the actual legit video game version of it, and that's Persona Five: The Animation. Okay, so if you've played the if you have a PlayStation Four, I would highly recommend more just buying the video game and playing it because it was probably my game of the year pick last year. I thought it was but, only a DS game. No, 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 it's PS Four exclusive, the Persona Five. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I thought it was I, all right. I, no. All right. no, 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 you're thinking of Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, are they the same thing? No, it's Spin the off. same. No. Same kind of sort of universe spinoff sort of thing, but Persona has always practically been like PlayStation exclusive when it comes to the main game. But then the spinoffs like Persona Four Arena and stuff have gone over to like Xbox Three Sixty and the like. But what I'm saying is, uh, if you've never played Persona Five, uh, if you have a PlayStation Four, get it. Play that instead. But if you're an Xbox One or Nintendo Switch exclusive user, definitely watch this show because it does showcase a lot of the main points and highlights of what made the story of Persona 5 so great. Not to mention how it really fits with the current uh, time and atmosphere of our political climate that's currently going on. Hmm. Without going into any politics whatsoever, I'm just saying that. Treading a fine line here, Evan. Yes, I know, I know, I know. That's why I have to be very careful when it comes to this. But if you play Persona 5 or if you watch it, you'll understand where I'm coming from, especially when it comes to the youth and the youth standing up for a certain cause. Not the cause that's going on right now in the real world, but something more along the lines of of kids being taken more seriously than adults really aren't doing so. You're walking a fine line. Uh, you're about to put yeah. a quarter. I know. I know. I'm, working <laughs> you're, you're I'm, about, I'm about to have you put a quarter in the uh, inappropriately off-topic jar. Exactly. Which is why I'm not making mention of it. But I'm just saying that <laughs> when people watch this or play it, they're going to be like, this is reminding me of something. And that's what's going to pop up. Which is weird because, I, I mean, that's not a thing in Japan. Or at least I don't think it is. You would be surprised because apparently it did touch a chord with a lot of the youth who played this game. And a lot of youth members actually related a lot to the protagonists in this video game or anime adaptation. You'll get what I mean when you dive into it. Right. I only recommend this anime if you've never played the game because it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like a walkthrough of, mm-hmm. of the actual game itself. But it does point out the same important messages that the video game did. Hmm. Uh, anything else? Yeah, well, there's a whole bunch of anime that I have that I haven't watched yet, but I but I'm a, about to because mm-hmm. I haven't had a lot of time uh, the past couple weeks. But now I kind of do. Sort out online. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is uh, 
Well, my host was just like, I wanted to check out the Professor Layton anime. Which hasn't been licensed yet by anybody. Yeah, there, no, there's that's a, there's a lot of anime this season that's I thought it was out. on Funimation. No, Funimation does not have it. Um, there's also... It's on Amazon Prime, but I, I don't I haven't watched it yet. But it's uh, uh, Wotaku Nikoi wa Muzukashi. I've heard great things about that one. Yeah, so I wanted to check that one out because I have no idea what it is, but it the premise of the show is really cool. It's the story centers around an awkward romantic comedy between uh, Narumi, a female office worker who hides her Fujoshi lifestyle, and Hirotaka, a handsome and capable company man who is secretly a game otaku. So that that premise just sounds good. Yeah, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to check that out. Um, and then there's also uh, uh, Xi'an Pin uh, Jiating, which is the one where a scientist couple has arrested uh, has been arrested for conducting illegal studies, allegedly performing genetic modification on five five of their children. Oh yeah, and whatever happened to that? Yeah, it's it's Only nowhere. Meanwhile, in Florida. Yeah, it's, it's nowhere. They, it's, that's another anime that's coming out and being released, but has been licensed by nobody. Huh. So it's it's really annoying that, that we do have to go through that, and unfortunately, if that's the case, you have to download it because we can't get it here in the United States. I've been watching Real Girl, and I'm a little bit hesitant to give it a full recommendation yet because it's from the same studio that did that Marichin Mairechin show that got animated horribly last season. To the uh, point where the show got canceled, which is oh, the first right, I've actually right, right. heard of an anime being canceled. Yeah, but Real Girl, it, it's kind of cute about like this this loser nerd who finds himself actually having a girlfriend with the who's like one of the most popular girls in the school, and it's like, why are you dating me and this sort of thing? And it's just like she's bringing out the better qualities in him and she's and he's bringing out the better qualities in her but there's a twist of she is being transferred to another school at six months because her dad got a new job and they have to move away so there's that to, to play into it so I'm curious to see where this show goes but I'm very 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 hesitant to give it a full recommendation because of the uh, the studio who's animating it. And I don't understand how this studio, which did Drifters, one of the most badass-looking anime of the last few years, could go from that to something that looks like complete garbage, like Mariachin Mainenshin. So, a hesitant recommendation, but just be warned, it could, the animation could go very, very downhill very, very quickly. Uh, oh, the, the, I, I did... There is a show I did drop after two episodes uh, called... Kakuhiro, Bed and Breakfast for Spirits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. was that? I, uh, I, I dropped it because after I watched it, I forgot what it was about. <laughs> because, fair enough, fair enough. Yep. Because <laughs> that's how boring of a show it was. It's like, there's nothing memorable about this series. I know it's about this girl who supposedly has to marry an Oni because of onus to a grandfather or something like that. And then she wants to build, a, like, a restaurant for spirits. But that's it. That's all I remember. I don't remember anything regarding the other characters or the spirits or whatever. It's just not memorable at all. So I was like, I'm dropping you. Okay. So uh, should we wrap up? We don't have any We don't have any fan service. No. I don't think so. Yeah, we can wrap well, up. 
Yeah, well, we, we'll mention to our listeners that the next episode we're going to talk about the returning shows that premiered this past, this spring, because there are a lot of returning series. Yeah, tons of spookles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to talk about them. No new Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> but there's my new My Hero Academia. Yes, so I th- avoided my heart has been filled by something that is quite plus ultra. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so I guess it's time to do some... We don't have any fan service. I don't recall any, and if we do, I'm too tired to read it. <laughs> I mean, I know we have a couple of our listeners who were sending some stuff for, like, panel ideas, but... Yeah, well, we, we had... We, we did get we did get a, uh, a, a quote from Mike. We have... Now we have... Okay, so now we have two fans, Mike. So I'm just gonna go by his Twitter handle, which is Megadaffy, uh... Mike at Megadaffy. Yeah, so uh, he uh, we met him at Anime Boston, uh, and he's been he actually also sent us that information about Uma Musume. So uh, so he was on top of that as well, asking if we knew about that. So I just wanted to point that out because um, because where you did talk about that the horses in Uma Musume were based on real horses in Japan, that he also sent us that information to make sure that we knew about that. I never knew about that. Yeah, just, I didn't know about just, that. Just pointing that no, out. I honestly, that was the first time I heard about that was from him. And the first time I heard about it was from you, Evan. So, yay on everybody's part. <laughs> yay. But as far as uh, fan service goes, I think that's everything. That was the only uh, bit of information that we got sent. Um, I know a, a bunch of fans, including other Mike, and uh, have been sending us, oh my gosh, you guys, check out the trailer for the My Hero Academia video game. So... That was another thing that fans were going nuts over and trying to send us and make sure you talk about it. Yeah. Which, we did. Which uh, by the way, why is it called One Hero, My Hero One's Justice? Where the hell is the academia in the title? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. The school, I... it is up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a really quick shout out, I did a nice little uh, solo visit to the Beverly Comic Con, which I guess has just had their fifth, uh, fifth annual occurrence. Very small, very small event, but very intimate. Lots of artists there and stuff. I just want to do a quick shout-out to Paper Asylum, Plastic City Comic Con, and Ali Barker Art, all for just taking time to sit down and talk with some of the stuff that they were doing with me. It's really interesting and nice little community event. Family-friendly, yeah. was all ages, and for free. And what I liked about, and, you know, Beverly Comic Con is where I first heard of, or first met the creators of the local comic book series, The Underburbs. And The Underburbs is one of those comic books where you read and you're like, why isn't this a cartoon right now? Like, I want to see this as a cartoon. So, I think that's everything. Uh, if you guys would like to join in on the conversation and tell us what you're watching and tell us what you do like and what you don't like, or if you disagree with us on what is a good show and what is a bad show this season, uh, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where we're posting all of our news and updates, uh, and uh, pretty much anything else you want to talk about and comment on. You can, of course, find us at nerdyshow.com, where you're either listening to this podcast right now, if you're not listening to it on Stitcher, uh, Google, and uh, Podchasers. Audio Boom. Audio boom. Anywhere else that you can find your podcasting needs, we are most likely there, just not SoundCloud. Um, (laughs) 
you can also find our, our videos on nerdyshow.com, but you want to find the videos most likely at youtube.com slash wickedanimereviews because you can subscribe to us. And when our Anime Boston videos come out, you can get notified that, hey, these videos are coming out. We're also on all the other social medias, such as Twitter. You can tweet us at Yo Wicked Anime. You can also find us at Tumblr and sometimes Twitch TV at Wicked Play dot Twitch TV or whatever. Uh, Twitch TV slash Wicked Play. Yeah, and that's it. So for the recent news, reviews, podcasts, episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bastard Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders, No Race podcast show, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter at kingbabyduckesh, on the J-pop, anime, and video games amino pages at kingbabyduckesh, and on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com. Like us on facebook.com slash bostonbastardbrigade and facebook.com slash lanavesh, and don't forget about all the other sites under the lanavesh, including the Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, and Smashrook. And as of this recording, I am about... Almost done with the podcast interviews that we did at Anime Boston, and I'm going to soon dive into the video interviews that we did with G-Kids, Funimation, Sentai Filmworks, and High Dive. And not to mention, we've got a bunch of great manga and anime reviews that are coming up, and I hope you people appreciate the almost 2,500 word review I published of the most four recent Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, ceremonies that just came out on Blu-ray because that was a trip to write about. <laughs> Rest easy. Breathe. breathe. <laughs> All right, and I'm Elite Four Derek. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Elite Four Derek. You can find me in a nice little Facebook Messenger group where John sends the most wonderful little My Hero Academia <laughs> memes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. So that's it for us over here at Wicked Anime. Join us next time where we're going to talk about the returning series for this season of anime and where you have a lot to talk about. It's incredible. Yeah, there's like just as many sequel seasons as there are new shows coming out. Right? And so if Japan figured out, hey, if we make more of this, we'll get more money. (laughs) So uh, with that, we will uh, see you next time in the next episode. And it is time to sign off the only way we know how. So, I found a list of the most obscure rules, uh, best and weirdest rules in the game of gaming the race Okay. Really? Okay. Names may not exceed 18 characters, including spaces. So that rules out things like Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah, that's why you always see, like, big run on, like, words. Yeah. Uh, names may not end in any horse-related terms, such as Philly, Stallion, or Mare. Like, Black Stallion, like, would, wouldn't be a good one. Right. So, future horse glue is not an option. No, it, it would, because, um, horse isn't the last word in the name. Oh, okay. But, but glue is very related. <laughs> <laughs> um, a horse may not have a name made entirely out of numbers and any numbers over 30 have to be completely spelled out okay what <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a rule um 
Finally, you can't use a racetrack or one of the top tier races as an inspiration for your horse's name. I can... I well, what if you're like, well, I remember when I went to Suffolk Downs and I saw this one horse that was truly a majestic beast to behold. So I called him Down Syndrome. No, <laughs> 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 uh, that's the, a lot of those sound like they would be, except for like the numbers one. I can kind of understand an obscure rule like that, but all the rest just sound like they should be superstitions and not actual written rules. <laughs> Yeah, right. But uh, apparently, yeah. apparently that's it. Uh, yeah, you just. Yeah. If you guys but, are interested, the uh, the horse that won the first two races out of the Triple Crown that my mom helped train was named Ali Sheba. <laughs> really? Yeah, held her out of the third race because uh, actually it's made the most money in. Um, oh God, uh, what's it called? When it, in stud, it's made more money in stud than it did with any of its races. So they just retired <laughs> while it was still healthy, and it's been having kids ever since. <laughs> He fucks like a champion. Makes, yeah. <laughs> Makes more champions. <laughs> maybe. That's, maybe just more glue. We, we don't know. Lots of you know. <laughs>